0: Yo, yo, and welcome back to the Fantasy Addicts Podcast. I'm on today with Frank. And Frank, we're talking everyone's favorite position, the tight end position. How are you going tonight, my friend?
1: Yeah, I'm doing well, Andrew. Thanks for uh, having me back on. It's always good to chat fantasy football with you. And, you know, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing with my day. It's, It's good to be on here on the pod. Getting the listeners there, must draft and must avoid tight ends for 2023 fantasy football. Um, Just want to start the pod with make sure we plug the socials. Um, Make sure you're following the podcast on the Twitters, or should we say on X, I think that's what it's called now, that's a bit crazy, a bit much for me, Um, at the FB Addicts and then on Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts. Um always plenty of good content coming out on both those platforms as well. Andrew absolutely smashes the Twitters. Um I want to keep calling it the Twitters. I'm not I'm not changing. Um you can't make me Elon. Um Tight ends. We wanted to sort of smack this episode together. I know previously we've been doing an avoid episode or a don't draft and then a draft episode. Um but given it's the tight end position, it's not that interesting. I know that I wouldn't listen to an exclusively tight end bust episode. We're gonna mash these together smash through them, um, and give you guys all the information you need to dominate your draft um, as far as the tight end position goes, Andrew.
0: Yeah, I would listen to the Fancy Addicts tight end bust episode, but that's just me because uh, what a product it is, Frank. Um, <laughs> Shalim is not here. We don't know where he's at. Um, hopefully he could he... be dead. Who yeah, knows? No idea. I guess he wasn't that keen on talking tight ends. But, um, yeah, Frank will talk tight ends in a general sense, what we're doing this year, and... Who we like, who we don't like, and um, just the tight ends for 2023 NFL fantasy football. So um, I don't know if it's for you, but for me, I like grabbing one of Kelsey andrews Hawkinson, And then my list stops. And then I do not touch anyone until I take my shots on Greg Dolchich, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, um, those kind of people. Are you in on Travis Kelsey at pick six, Frank? Let's start there.
1: To be honest, I've never done it. But I've for, of the people that I've seen do it, and then what Travis Kelsey continues to dish up year after year after year, I think there's. It would be wrong for me to say it's it's a bad pick. It's it's not a bad pick. Um, you lock down the most valuable um player at the position. You have a genuine advantage over even the guy that's the number two tight end every single week. Um, Travis Kelsey is definitely worthy of a first round pick, even as high as the one hundred six, one hundred seven. Um, I you know I haven't you know landed any picks there as of yet. Um, in this season, so I haven't had the chance to take him there. Um, again don't know if I end up there and you know, if the dice rolls that way and I'm picking at the 108 or 109 and he's there. I'm definitely going to think long and hard about it. Um, Just going back to what you're saying about the strategy for the position as a whole. Um, I do agree. I really do want to get one of the elite tight ends. One of the tight ends that's going to give me um, a genuine advantage over a majority of my league mates. Um You mentioned Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, kind of as those three that you were targeting. Um obviously, I don't know about you, but Travis Kelsey, obviously a league of his own. I've kind of got Mark Andrews in a tier above TJ Hopkins and George Kittle, Kyle Pitts, Dallas got it. I've kind of got Hawk, Kittle, Pitts and got it in a third tier where Andrews is slightly above him. So I find myself taking Andrews a whole lot more at the beginning of the third round, especially if you're, you're kind of on the turn and you start your draft like a Christian McCaffrey. You can land like a really high and wide receiver um, in the back end of the second round. Then you land a tight end. You've got really good spread um, across your team, um, and I think that you you know become really strong at every single position. You're not sitting there. Um, you're going, oh, I really need to hammer a wide receiver or running back in round five, six, and seven. Um, I think it's really good to be able to you know wait, let the board come to you in those um, you know middling rounds where the value in certain positions can be very different depending on which draft and who you're drafting with as well. That's something I find myself doing. Um, unless you have nothing else to add Andrew why don't we get into our let's start with our
0: bust or avoid tight ends yeah okay um my the one player I brought up for the pod was Dalton Kincaid um going off the board at tight end 11 125 adp on underdog we are very interested in a sponsor if you are out there um yeah you know just Rookie tight ends don't seem to come out of the gate swinging. Um, so for that reason, I am just out on Dalton Kincaid. Obviously, his career is going to be a very good one. Um, well, we hope. But even like can't miss prospects like Cole Pitts um, took a while to get going. And then the complete downside is like, Frank, if you can think of some names, jump in. But like OJ Howard comes to mind um even even david and who looks kind of nice now he hasn't
1: performed for fantasy and he was a first round pick coming out of the draft had very high expectations as
0: well yeah 100 and you know um dylan lawrence's boy dawson knox isn't going to go anywhere like kincaid is the one in this offense don't get me wrong but i think until kincaid learns the playbook tight end is a very complex position until he's that um alpha quote unquote, Knox will take a while to, I mean, Knox will, um, impact him until Kincaid actually gets going dynasty. Obviously he's probably a top five tight end, even though it is very expensive, but yeah, just for redraft, I'm kind of out on Kincaid. And then just quickly, Frank, um, as I mentioned, we really want those three tight ends, but I'll just do my piece on TJ Hawk and then the floor is yours. Um, Kirk Cousins loves tight ends. You saw it with Jordan Reed at Washington. You've seen it now. Throwback. That's so good by you, Andrew. Uh, Well, you know, Deshaun Jackson was on the Redskins as they were back then. So I was very interested in that Washington team. Um, Yeah, Hawkinson is a target hog. 120, or almost 130 targets last year. He was great down the stretch. Um, If Kelsey does fall off a little bit, I can see Hawkinson as a real threat to the tight end one thrown and you get it in the fifties. Obviously he probably the most likely outcome is finish tight end three behind Kelsey and Andrews, but you just get that little bit of a discount. Great offense, bad. The Vikings have a bad defense, so they are just going to keep throwing. The only way they can actually win games is by scoring as many points as possible. This offense is going to be great. I want as many pieces I can in this offense. And I think Hawkinson is going to be, really hyper targeted and then I think he is a good tight end, Frank. I don't know your opinion, but there, that's just my piece on the tight end position. Must draft TJ Hawkinson and avoid Kincaid, but it's really must draft those first three and then avoid these middle gross range. Um let's hear your two players, Frank. I can't wait. Yeah, I just touching on
1: yours, I, I agree um with what you're saying about TJ Hawkinson as well. Again, not to say that he's not a great player, because I think he is. I just don't think he's a level above the likes of Dallas. Got it. Um, you know who else? Who else we got there? Kyle Pitts as well, coming into his own hopefully this season. Um, but I have kind of them in that tier. But again, to say that he's slightly higher than that is not a reach at all, Andrew. I I would tend to agree that he's a great pick in those fifties as well. Don't really want to leave drafts without one of those top end guys. Um, I have got as my must avoid or bust tight end. I've got Evan Ingram. It's not because I don't like the player, not because I don't think he's good, it's not because I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to take another step forward and this offense is going to elevate even more. It's more or less just because he's been taken as the tight end eight off the board, which is probably the right spot, but I'm not going to take him as, you don't take the tight end eight just for him to be the tight end eight. Like, you're not going to be happy. If you're in a 12-person league and you've got a back-end tight end, what an, like, what on earth does that do for me? It actually just hinders my squad because I'm worse position than a minority of the league. Um, he's someone that I don't see having um, significant upside to push into that top five, um, purely because they got Calvin Ridley's back. Like if you haven't noticed, it's been all over the Twitter. It's been all over Instagram, all over the news programs, all over the NFL network. Calvin Ridley is back, and he looks good. Um, that's all the reports that are coming out of camp. Um, obviously Christian Kirk is still there. Travis Etienne, um, they've said they're going to get him involved more in the passing game. They've got Tank Bigsby, who can also catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, and then they went and drafted another tight end. I know they extended um, Evan Ingram as well, and that is a good sign for him long-term, being a very sustainable asset. But that upside really isn't there. And in a redraft draft league, um, it doesn't really provide you with much value. I'd much rather take someone like a a Greg Dulcich later in the later in the draft because the Broncos have had KJ Hamler get cut because he got injured again, and then they've also had Tim Patrick go down with a torn Achilles. So they've obviously got Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton out wide, but if Russell Wilson finds Greg Dulcich as much as he did towards the back end of last year, he's someone I'd much rather at a similar ADP as well. Um, again, not even a similar ADP. He's honestly going later, um, much later than Evan. Ingram. I'm trying to scroll through the list as well to see what other tight ends are probably available. Frymuth is relatively in a similar position being the legitimate number three option where Evan Ingram, you could argue is the number four option, even behind Zay Jones in that Jacksonville offense. Cole Komet being probably the legitimate number two or number three option in the Justin Fields led offense. Um, And then again, if you're going to go for like a young tight end, Michael Mayer doesn't really have any competition um, and neither does Chigo Okonkwo as well. Um, obviously, those offences not expected to be high-flying um, like the Jacksonville Jaguars. But just other guys around, you know, you mentioned Gerald Everett um, as well. You mentioned Tyler Higby. Um, guys like that I'm going to get the same value, and I don't have to spend, you know, an eighth-round pick on Evan Ingram. I'd much rather, you know, hammer some other positions. Rookie running backs are going in that range. Um, they present a whole lot more upside. Um, at that draft range, as far as my must draft what uh tight end, um, pretty much continues on from what we've been preaching from the beginning of this episode. Andrew is that we want to leave with the elite tight ends, and it's Mark Andrews finishes the tight end four. Like, yeah, very disappointing in comparison to what he's been able to dish up previously. So I just want to go through. He finishes the tight end five, tight end six, tight end one, and tight end four in his career finishes a tight end 18 as a rookie we're going to discount that like Andrew said rookie tight ends not a thing um missed two games last year and then there was just this really important player for the Baltimore Ravens that didn't play the entire season and you might know him by the name of Lamar Jackson who just went and got a massive extension from the Baltimore Ravens he's got his number one targeting Mark Andrews it's going to continue to be that way when he finished as a tight end, one and actually beat out Kelsey. He had 154 targets, 1,300 yards, and nine touchdowns. Um, his previous years finished with 10, 7, 9, and last year only finished with five touchdowns. Might have something to do with the fact that Lamar Jackson wasn't on the field. He's going to be back to his very best. And, you know, like I said, taking him on that third round turn um, is something I have rarely been able to pass up. So go get yourself some Marky Mark Andrews.
0: Yeah, um, couldn't agree more. If Yeah, if, if you're an Andrews guy, if you're a Kelsey guy, Hawkinson guy, Charliam, shout out. He is a kiddle guy, so you can throw him into that tier. Gross. And then... Gross.
1: <laughs> I'm not a kiddle guy. Well, he's too. good. He's good in real life. Sorry.
0: He is. Um, maybe that's why he's not here, Frank. He just didn't want to hear his gross, gross tight end takes. Um, exactly. But, yeah, and then I'm kind of avoiding everyone else, especially – Dalton Kincaid and Evan Ingram. I just uh, recorded the Jacksonville Jaguars team preview pod, and yeah, I just found myself really out on uh, Ingram and Zay Jones, uh, just because of Calvin Ridley. I think those two are the ones that suffer because of that. Um, I don't, what do you call him? Add addition? Like he's well, he's been there, but he's playing again. I guess I don't know. But um, yeah. So. I really like the pick, Frank. I'm I'm proud of you. And um, do you are you in on Calvin Ridley? Just really quickly, I'm kind of in on him
1: for it's it's hard to say I'm in on him because I I can't say that I am anymore because have you seen his ADP lately?
0: Yeah, it's third round. It's wild.
1: Like it's gen. Like I get the hype. Like I was in on him when he was going in like the fifth round, but it's getting genuinely ridiculous now. Um, where he's going in draft, so I'm. I'm out. Um, I t- I know you guys are probably gonna laugh. Christian Kirk, I don't think there's a massive gap between the two because Christian Kirk's gonna be running all of his routes out of the slot. I think you made some good analysis when you were saying that Zay Jones and um, Evan Ingram were the ones that get hurt by Calvin Ridley more, and it's because they're guys that play outside, um, as well. So I think, yeah, I'm I'm looking at it now. He is going. Incredibly high in drafts. It is. It's already up to the third round. Which is yeah. insane. I yeah, can't believe bad. that. No, it is.
0: And um, yeah. Just before we get off, Frank Challenge bust was, Cole Pitts. Um, I'm kind of out on
1: hates Cole Pitts.
0: He's got him on his dynasty team too. Man's really on the tank.
1: Yeah, he's but... hoping he's bad. <laughs>
0: it's not great if you got him in your team and you still hate him. But um, kind of agree with him. Just I, I want to see it first. Um, and this offense. Nothing has changed, so I don't know why he would automatically now be great Um, because I still think the talent has always been there. It's just the The situation. The talent,
1: Andrew. He's oozing with it.
0: He is, but the situation just didn't get better, so I don't know why he would automatically be competing with those top three guys now. I think it will just finish tight end six, and as we've mentioned, what does that really do for you, Frank? Absolutely stuff all. Yeah, um, I hope you got something out of this tight end podcast listeners. Um, it is a gross position, but unfortunately it is a difference maker if you can nail it. Um, so we will be here all season long to try navigate you through the tight end waiver wire and all that on the Twitter. So make sure you're following or on X. So make sure you're following us on, yeah, go, yeah. <laughs> on there at the F E Addicts and Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts. Um, because there will always be one that pops up on the wire. But for now, draft those three elite guys and avoid everyone else until the late, late rounds. Frank, any last comments before we get out of here?
1: Nah, just as always, conquer the day. Have a lovely day listen. <laughs>